presented by Amway. Good morning and happy Halloween. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Tuesday, October 31st, and I am counting down the hours until I can take my 16-month-old trick-or-treating. She's going as Grogu, uh, the baby Yoda from Star Wars TV shows The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. And yes, I will be eating all her candy because she's too young to have it. Now for the news. Here's what's driving the day. Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin announced last night that his panel will vote to authorize subpoenas in its probe of justices receiving lavish gifts from billionaires with business before the high court. The panel will be issuing compulsory summons for Harlan Crow, Leonard Leo, and Robin Arkley II, and this is all related to reporting about gifts they apparently gave to conservative justices who then failed to disclose those things, including private plane rides, yacht trips, and even private school tuition for family members on disclosure forms. This comes after those individuals refused to fully comply with requests for information from the committee. It is, needless to say, a significant escalation in this probe, one that Durbin says is actually the fault of the court itself. He and basically all Democrats have been harping on Chief Justice John Roberts to impose a stricter ethics code on not only himself, but his colleagues. And while Justice Roberts did try to do that in the past, others have blocked substantial progress. In a statement last night, Durbin said the chief justice could fix this problem today and adopt a binding code of conduct. As long as he refuses to act, the Judiciary Committee will. Over in the House, Speaker Mike Johnson is coming out swinging. When he won the gavel, he promised to shake things up in Washington. And in just the first week on the job, he's certainly ruffling feathers and doing so. Johnson's decision to offset $14.3 billion worth of assistance to Israel with spending cuts raised eyebrows amongst Democrats even before he unveiled the corresponding cuts that he was talking about. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is a Jewish Florida Democrat, accused him of playing political games with Israeli emergency funding, something that the nation has never done in a time of crisis. But then Johnson dropped an even bigger bomb yesterday afternoon. He said that the offsets would actually come from none other than Democrats' most prized legislative accomplishment in nearly a decade, the IRS plus-up that is tucked into the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, this is quite a flip of the bird to Democrats who broadly support helping Israel, but of course are going to be rejecting this. Jewish Democrat Josh Gottheimer told the New York Post yesterday that the strategy would only empower America's enemies. Meanwhile, Congressman Jared Moskowitz, who actually is a Democrat who said he would vote for this package, was not happy about doing so. He asked, quote, was this in the Speaker's Bible and seemed to be mocking Johnson for claiming to be governed by Christian values, then throwing a political grenade into a matter that's been fundamentally bipartisan for years. Now, a couple issues here. Number one, this isn't really a pay for. Axing IRS money actually will score as a cost-inducing provision because it would mean fewer IRS agents going after tax cheats. That means Johnson is going to have a hard time actually selling this, at least selling this honestly, as a provision that's going to save money. But also, Johnson is going to have a problem with some of his own members. A couple of lawmakers, Republicans, have actually come out against the package. Thomas Massey, a Kentucky Republican, tweeted that the price tag would mean, on average, taking about $100 from every working person in the U.S. Marjorie Taylor Greene said that she also wouldn't support it because the nation already has $33 trillion in debt. 
And just to step back for a minute, this sort of Johnson throw down the gauntlet playbook is really foreshadowing how the new speaker is going to govern in the future. If this was placed on the floor without offsets, as is traditionally done, the money for Israel would probably pass with flying colors. But Johnson is instead opting to try to own the libs, and that doesn't exactly bode well for his relationship with Democrats. The move comes as Johnson has already upset Ukraine supporters in both parties by moving to decouple money from Ukraine from money from Israel. Now, the White House obviously wanted the two to move together in hope that it would eventually get Ukraine money actually passed through Congress. And pairing the two not only has support from Democrats, but Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who, as you know, harps on the need to fortify Ukraine on an almost daily basis. But there's also this question about whether Johnson is setting himself up for failure here. And I'm not just talking about the matter of Israel, but spending in general. On the first, if he's able to rely on GOP votes to pass this Israel package, Democrats in the Senate are not going to go along with erasing one of their proudest achievements of the Biden presidency. Thus, Johnson is going to have to choose between a strategy of backing Israel when the Senate sends it back with Ukraine assistance and no offsets or sticking with his current playbook. And then on spending, Johnson has also suggested that Republicans in the House are going to need conservative concessions as part of a CR later next month. You know who else tried to make demands for a CR? Yep. Kevin McCarthy, and look where he ended up when it failed, and he caved. And for the rest of your schedule today, the Senate is in. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will be testifying before the Appropriations Committee at 9.30 about the National Security Supplemental. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and FBI Director Christopher Wray will also be testifying, this time before the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee at 10. The House is out, but we'll be watching the chatter about a number of big votes coming down this week, including a vote to expel George Santos and censure Rashida Tlaib for her comments and criticism of Israel. In the afternoon, President Joe Biden will be speaking on retirement security from the state dining room. That's all for now. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. Partnership, integrity, personal worth, achievement, small business ownership. Equipped with these values and a commitment to growth, Amway positively impacts communities where we live, work, and play. Driven by our values, through these values, Amway helps people start their own businesses, strengthens communities, and helps people live better, healthier lives. Learn more at weareamway.com.